People of Earth. Oh, that hippie's starting to kick in. Uh, we've all learned a valuable lesson today. I realize now that... Dude, my hands are huge. They can touch anything but themselves. Oh, wait. Welcome to the world of tomorrow! Yes, hello and welcome to Two Bad Neighbors in the 31st Century, a Simpsons podcast that became a Futurama podcast hosted by an immortal man and his robot friend. I am, of course, one of your hosts, Greg Bott. And I am the other host, Alan. And you're a billion or whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and this is absolutely this going to be... This run its course. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be an episode about Futurama and definitely not... Talking about the Oscars. Nope. At all. Nope. We don't need to. No, we don't. We watched them together. We talked about it we a lot. about them then. Yep. So, uh, they were fine. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we're here to talk about two episodes of Futurama, uh, The Problem with Poplars mm-hmm. and Anthology of Interest 1. Not to be confused with the second Anthology of Interest. Mm-hmm. That um, comes in a later season. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> this used to be easier. Uh, <laughs> Alan, how have you been? Uh, you know, been uh, just toiling away at uh, school and trivia and other bullshit. What are you, are you watching anything fun these days? In, in class? In class, yeah, yeah. We just watch Goodfellas. That's pretty good. Oh, The Goodfellas. Yeah, the very same. How long has it been since you've seen that movie? Probably uh, 10 plus years. Really? Yeah. So it's new-ish? Yeah. Uh, how was it 10 years later? It's good. Hot it's take. Good movie. Hot take, Goodfellas is a pretty good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've always said I'm not into Scorsese's gang gangster movies, but uh, I still can't deny that they're well-made and uh, very exciting and um, when you're dealing when, we're, when you're dealing with the best one... Because I think Goodfellas is the best one. Yeah, probably. Um, it's easy to just like be like, yeah, this is this is the really good one. This mm-hmm. is this is the great gangster movie. Um, but then you go and look at his like we've talked about this a little bit before. But when did you look at his like eighties output? Like I know you're a fan of like the King of Comedy. Yep. Um, and faith. like New York, New York. <laughs> and, I haven't seen that one. But and the the Last Temptation of Christ. Mm-hmm. And then he does Goodfellas. Yeah. To be like. Sorry. <laughs> Here's what you want, huh? Here's what you want. You want yeah. this? Ah, yeah. Slurp it down. Slurp it down, you, you fucking idiots. <laughs> you a-holes. <laughs> and then they did, and it's a great film. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Ray Liotta and mm-hmm. Paul Scorvino. Sorvino? That's what I said. Yep, it is. <laughs> I didn't know he died. Paul Scorvino? <laughs> yeah, Paul Scorvino. I didn't know he died. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, one of the controversies with the Oscars is they left out some folks in the in memoriam. And uh, in this case, uh, Mira Sorvino mm. was upset that Paul Sorvino was Well, left. she's an Academy Award winner. I mean, yeah. For something. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> but you could do, you could scan a QR code. That's true. And see yeah, the extended see the director's of cut of the <laughs> You know what I was Oscars. mad about? What? Which I didn't realize until afterwards. They left out Philip Baker Hall. Did they actually? Yeah. 
Oh wow! Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, that's those are two. He's one of my favorite character actors. Well, yeah, I mean, Paul Sorvino is also a legendary character actor, and those are two titans of their time. Yeah, but they did have former Academy president or whatever. They did <laughs> to round out the bunch, <laughs> which is uh, good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nothing bad to say about the Academy. Uh, uh, what was an organization? I hope to thank one day on stage. Really? I don't know. <laughs> Shoot big, you know? I want to win an Oscar one day. That's what I've decided. <laughs> <laughs> ABC News, quote, Louis B. Mayer. If I got them cups and awards, they'd kill themselves to produce what I wanted. Mayer added, that's why the Academy Award was created. Who's this clown? This is Louis B. Mayer. Uh, founder and president of Metro Goldwyn Mayer, mm. uh, and one of the first and one of the big shots of the original founding of the Academy. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Hey, you have a little bear on your sock. I do have a little bear on my sock, and it polar- is a polar bear. Yeah, we got a polar bear match. Yeah. Matching polar bear twinsies. I have a polar bear on my shirt for those <laughs> that care. Yeah. Um, that's fun. Just so maybe, maybe you don't. <laughs> Need one? <laughs> of course, I don't need one. I would like one, but it'd be cool. It'd be nice to be a hood ornament yeah. or something. I'll put it on my mantle and be like, "Look, I have an Oscar." And people would be like, "Okay." I will give you three guesses as to where we would put ours in uh, this house. Okay, first guess is in the trash. Nope. Okay. <laughs> uh, on top of the DVD shelf thingy. Nah. No. Uh, third get and final guess mm-hmm. is up your button around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> that was the closest one on the toilet, <laughs> right next to your diplomas. Right next to all of Ali's diplomas <laughs> in my degree. Well, I shouldn't say diplomas. Ali has two degrees, That's and right. I have one. You have one degree. Yeah. yeah, I am soon to be officially. So wait, is the the least educated person in this house? <laughs> That's right, and they won't let me forget it. And they will never. Yep, <laughs> you'll always know. Because um, I use the, I... I use the word diploma as just like a catch-all for the physical uh, thing. But is sure. that technically a degree? Yes. Even though it's like a piece of paper. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because I, for some reason, in my brain diploma just meant the the physical object that you get. The degree is more the uh, the level. The, the yeah, like the prestige, as it were. Yes, but I also recognize that there are programs where you get you earn a diploma. Yeah. So, for example, sense. any program that I would want to go into that would actually be beneficial to what my career might eventually be is a diploma program. Mm. Would be like audio engineering and shit. Right. When they don't, yeah. would be like six weeks. The thing about state. degrees is that yeah, there's a lot of book learning. Yeah, a lot of a lot of reading and writing. Yeah, I don't want to do any of that. Whereas diplomas are often more like tactical. Right, tactile. T- mm. <laughs> Is something wrong with my brain today? <laughs> today, well, <laughs> especially today, but especially Lisa. Um, but especially Bart. <laughs> That's a good show. He lifts her up. <laughs> and holds by the neck especially, especially Lisa but, but especially, especially Bart. Bart. 
<laughs> Eve at least. Uh, <laughs> it's a funny show. Yeah, yeah. We, we like it. I made the, don't forget the homemade Pepsi. <laughs> it's a little thick, but the price is right. <laughs> what a horrible description. Would you, I mean, that's just syrup, right? Just, I think it's just syrup, yeah. You worked at a movie theater, right? I did. Yeah. Uh, you had to change out the syrups, right? All the time. Yeah. Disgusting. Oh, yeah. Gross. All disgusting. Yeah. And those, and Found drinks a nightmare. Don't drink it. It's disgusting. And those saps. I'll take a large one, please. Yeah. It's like, thank you. I'll take a large Coca-Cola. <laughs> Extra foam. And thank you. Know, like, you. Every so often you go to a movie theater or a restaurant that ha- that have fountain drinks. Uh, by restaurant, I mean fast food. Um, and you drink it and you're kind of like, tastes a little off. Uh-huh. <laughs> Because like probably the syrup's low or the CO two is low or whatever, but or they, they haven't cleaned it in a while. That's probably a big reason. Yep. Um, For example, the Saddle Dome. Yeah. Very local podcast guys. <laughs> <laughs> Home of the flame. Home of the flame. I cannot wait for their season to end. <laughs> they're only they sneak into the playoffs. They're only three points back. Yeah. Of the playoff spot, but the they Winnipeg Jets. They have to overtake the Winnipeg Jets, oh. and I don't think it's going to happen because Hellebuck is so much better than Markstrom. It's true. These are goaltenders. These are these are goaltenders that we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and if they, Winnipeg if they do get in, mm-hmm. they don't deserve to be there. <laughs> but, okay, well, here's, I've seen them play all honest... year. They play uninspired, yes. uninteresting I, hockey. I agree. But here's an honest question. Would you rather, mm. because of their poor season... Them not make the playoffs, mm-hmm. or them squeak into the playoffs and have a weird Cinderella story playoff run, where they well, start playing really well. Well, obviously that. <laughs> well, obviously that. Anything, That's what I'm saying, Greg. Anything is reach possible for the stars. Yes, your it, goals are in reach. Yes, <laughs> if you if you miss if you miss you land among history anyway. That's right. And they're like they're literally a like. Uh, a Cinderella story away from the Habs. Yeah. You yeah. know, and holy shit. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was really fun. That was a great I have season. great memories yeah, about me that. <laughs> and nobody thought they should have been there. No, Least of all me. us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we knew that there were that there were two people who probably deserved to be there mm-hmm. on that team. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They're both gone They're now. both gone. Uh, and probably now, never coming back. You know who's paying Shea Weber's salary, right? No. It's this is amazing. Okay, is uh here's the <laughs> hockey talk. Um, oh <laughs> puck tuck. Just when you thought movie talk was insufferable. Yeah, here's hockey talk, baby. The the team that's paying Shea Weber's salary. Yeah, because he had a long contract. Uh huh. Is the Arizona Coyotes? Okay. He doesn't play for Arizona. He does not. <laughs> Arizona bought his contract so that they would be above the salary cap floor. Oh. Because there's a window, right? Yeah. You can't spend, just as there's a cap to yeah. the salary, there's a floor to the salary. And you have to be above and. Yeah. yeah. Arizona takes on long term injured reserve players so that they can put that towards their, their salary cap floor. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, there you go, Shay. Enjoy. Yeah. While well, your yeah. uh, foot is broken, I can't remember what. Yeah. What's his with whole leg. This is just he's he'll never play hockey again Poor at man. a professional level. Nah. Yeah. What a, what a shot though. Oh yeah. What, what a, a shot. shot. What a shot. I loved him while he played anywhere. Like he was yeah. he was a really fun defenseman to watch. Yeah. Anyway, that's hockey talk. Hockey talk. Uh, 
And it's done. And it's over. And how have you been? I went and saw Avatar. The Way of Water. The Way of Water. How many times is this now? It's two. Okay. Yeah. I saw it it opening, and this might be its closing weekend. Oh, you think so? Because it, or, well, it's coming out in a week. On on VOD. On VOD, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. They'll probably keep it. I mean, it'll be just, it'll just, be the last time. Yes, the that's what I was yeah. thinking. As like, I was like, this will be the last time I can see it in theaters until September. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Jimmy C is like, I really like some more money, please. Yeah, I think that more money would be good. <laughs> Pull it off VOD. I'll put throw Titanic it in theaters again. I'll put Avatar one back in. Yeah. Also, this isn't how I've been because mm. I've been fine. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> um, mostly just stressed about my uh, broken audio interface oh boy. that I was working with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a real bummer. That's Yeah, that sounds bad. Yeah, I was like w- working and editing away on this uh, Richard III project I'm working on. And uh, it just bleh, the, the left speaker just started puking on me. Um, auditorially right of course or uh, orally <laughs> orally yes not orally orally english is stupid yeah <laughs> burn it down <laughs> steeped in colonialism get yeah, rid of it get it get it out get it out of here um huh hmm? <laughs> you were working on it yes you were sad and it was a bummer uh but you know long mcquade has a really great warranty Okay. Uh, thing. So I was just like, "Hey, hey this, this just broke. This broke. I don't know why." One. And they didn't even open the box. <laughs> they didn't make sure. They it were was, like, "Let it me." Wasn't s- just a pile of marbles. Yeah. <laughs> Shredded newspapers and apple cores. They <laughs> didn't even check. Uh, but they they were That's like, "Oh, let's service let, right there." Yeah, let's see if we have one in here. And they're like, "Oh, there. Yep, there you go. We had two in the back. So here you go." Um, I mean, things that are really that are higher end should have a warranty process. The actual company, like always get the in-store warranty guys. Never mm. get the company warranty. The company warranty has mm. so many different caveats. And I, I would like, I would like to disagree with that statement. <laughs> really? It depends on the store. I think fair enough. It sounds like long, long in-store warranty is great. Most places not worth it. No questions asked. And they put another year on it. Yeah, that's good. Just sounds for good. my trouble. Yeah. Yep. So, I'm like, hell yeah. Uh, but then again, Long McQuaid is a store that runs entirely on shit you don't actually need. Sure, yeah. You know, nobody actually needs any of the stuff in there. I didn't need any of this. I no. could have I, I could have edited all of my... It's all trash as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, of course. Yeah. As far as you're concerned. Jesus. It's giant paperweights is what I see. Yeah? Yeah. Well... I found the computer monitor in the basement. Nice. For one, it was just lying around. Yep, sounds right. Yeah, everybody's got a computer <laughs> monitor. It's got a small crack in it, but it still works. Okay. <laughs> the speakers are from France, so whatever. Okay, so ooh la la. Well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, well, that's fun. It is fun. <laughs> So should we move into talking about Futurama? What? <laughs> it's only been 15 minutes. I know. What are you talking about? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Well, let me let me say this. Yeah. Uh, because I feel like we're in uh, an era now where uh, Fix Our Show has become a common 
refrain. It's a slogan. It's a slogan, if yeah. you will. And we've had a, a good chunk of emails come through. Have we? Yeah. Have you checked? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I've been reading your emails, my friends. Um, and honestly, I feel like... it's been like um, I've 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 had like a. We went through these things in in the two bad neighbors Simpsons years where my uh my efforts and interest would wane mm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. like the moon sure uh but it would always come back it would wax it wax and wane um it would always come back okay it would always come back and um this time I got booted from the from from the Gmail account oh <laughs> for some reason and I just I haven't just... bothered to log back. <laughs> like I don't need to re-sign in. I, I thought I was going to say something poetic there, but I just said <laughs> said the truth, man. I'm so sorry, everybody. No, it's fine. Uh, what I wanted to say is that uh, I've read them, okay, <laughs> and I feel like um, there's a lot of good, like, just insights, and because that's what we wanted, right? We just wanted insight from our listeners of uh, how you're feeling about this era of TBN in the 31st century. And I do feel like the overall, like I, I don't think we'll actually like, go through them and read them on air like we have done with other things because it's it's very like behind the scenes and like um, uh, I think the, some very good points uh, are made. and But I think the overall consensus is basically if if we're not excited about Futurama, there's no point in continuing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's It's not a matter of just like how do we make this better? It's our enthusiasm reflects the show and we never really had that with the Simpsons because we were so enthusiastic about talking about it. But also even in the episodes or the seasons where we were less enthused, uh, we found interesting ways to, to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Whereas Futurama to us so far is just kind of a down the middle sitcom animated sitcom Mm sci-fi, right? It's nothing amazing but it's also nothing bad. And so when there's an episode that's just kind of like, eh, we don't have really interesting things to say about it. Um, that All that being said, I think we are going to pivot to something else once we finish this season. Mm-hmm. I think that's been decided amongst Greg and I. Um, so this is the, uh, the precursor announcement <laughs> of we'll finish season two and then we'll move into something else um, that we'll announce on the final Futurama episode. That's right. Which will be two episodes from now, because I realize we actually have three episodes left to cover. Um, so we'll do at least two more episodes mm-hmm. of Futurama. Uh, yeah. The the one, the one, two, and then the third one we can do, like, the third one and... Do, like, kind of a the f- retrospective. The finale, yeah. if you will. <laughs> Futurama finale. I mean, what we could do is we could do... I don't know if this is a good idea, but we do... Because it's basically war is the H word and the honking are the next two. Uh huh. So we'll do that in the next episode, and then the cryonic woman is the last one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's not a very good episode, in my opinion. Sure. <laughs> From my recollection, um, so I wonder if it might even be worth doing the original Futurama finale as well. Which the is devil's the hands. Devil's hands are idle playthings. I don't know. We'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it could be. I mean, could do I have, or we could save that for Patreon shit. I don't know. I have no issue with any of that. <laughs> that's that's fine with me. Because um, then we could we could reflect on the series a bit uh, before we move on to our new project. Um, 
even though I do think seasons three and four have some of the best episodes. So it's that's yeah, why, they that's probably also why do. I'm like, I'm like, I want to finish season two, obviously, but some of the best episodes from seasons three and four, I think, we'll do on our Patreon. Mm. Um, so that way it doesn't feel like we're just kind of slogging through. We're actually going to cover some of the best episodes um, on the Patreon and then maybe eventually unlock them as well for everyone because not everyone's on our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's the that's the shop talk, as it were. Um, shop talk. Shop talk. Um, yeah, because we have some. We have actually, I think, two pretty good ideas mm-hmm. for where we're going. Um, and we've already discussed one of them might be a Patreon <laughs> <laughs> like series rather than a, a main feed thing, and then the main feed thing will be something else. Anyway, thoughts, Greg. Well, the point is, we're not going anywhere. We just nah. we just want to do a show that we're excited about. Yeah, that's all we want to do, and that we feel like excited to bring guests people on in. For. Yeah, we want to <laughs> we want to bring. One of the reasons why I haven't even tried asking about guests is mm-hmm. because I was honestly disappointed with myself mm-hmm. when we did have guests on. Yeah, for this run, I was just like, I don't know what I can really bring to you. Well, and I think, too, there was just a bigger um, pool of people to pull from that knew pool. The Simpsons. Pool. 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 Infinity pool. Um, that knew The Simpsons, and therefore we had a lot to talk about with those guests. Brandon um, Cronenberg's or Infinity we, Pool. <laughs> we would have people who knew very little about The Simpsons. That was exciting for us because it gave us more discussion. Mansplaining. Uh, yeah, we we could mansplain as much <laughs> as we wanted. Uh <laughs> But with Futurama, it just seems like, again, like it's just this weird kind of like down the middle fandom as well. Like we've had a couple people that are big fans, but even Mm -hmm. then they're like, yeah, this is pretty good. (laughs) Like it's not like something that was life changing for them, you know, Mm -hmm. whereas The Simpsons was very formative and very life changing for uh, for us, for sure. And for a lot of our guests. So, yeah, Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be good. We're just going to get excited again. We're going to get excited again. We're going to have a regular schedule and. In the meantime, check out our Patreon for our Mission Impossible series. Five episodes a month, guys. That's what our regular schedule is going to be like. Hell yeah. Five episodes a month, three on Patreon. That's right. We're going to do eight episodes. (laughs) Oh, God. I didn't sign up for this. We need to get a lot more subscribers. If we hit 200 subscribers, we'll, we'll do three Patreons a month. No, we won't. Okay. The good news is, I'm not going anywhere until September, so... What are you doing in September? Hmm? <laughs> going to Edmonton. Edmonton? Yeah. What's what's going on up there? I'm jubilationsing it up. Oh, okay. Again. And, that, and they have an Edmonton chapter. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what I call it? What? Edmonton. <laughs> yeah. That's the name of the city. Yeah. 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 Sure is. Oh, I could have a Stanley Cup by then. Oh, you think so? No, their nah, goaltending is not it. there. They're going to biff it. They always do. Um, I mean, one of them I think doesn't. The Bruins. I'm going Bruins. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're taking the cup this what year. A <laughs> <laughs> what a hot take. I know. What a hot take. Welcome back to the hockey talk. <laughs> Where the Boston Bruins are at over a hundred points, and there's still so much left in the season. They're they're like something like 
37, 4, and 5. I don't know. Like, it's something crazy with their Yeah, they clinched their playoff spot like a week ago. (laughs) They mathematically can lose every other game. And still still make it. No problem. Yeah, there you go. And they won't. They won't lose lose every No, they'll probably lose two. (laughs) Like, you can't beat them. Can't beat them. Um... I, I weirdly hope for a uh, I don't I don't think this could happen. They're in the same conference. Never mind. I was gonna say a Tampa Bay versus Boston. Oh, it could be a like a conference final. Conference final, yeah, that'd not, be cool. Not a Stanley Cup final, but yeah, yeah. Uh, just because I hate both those teams, so I want both of them to. Suffer. You don't like Boston? <laughs> I don't like Boston. Who is it? Is it Marshawn? Is Marshawn good? That's your a big. Skin? That's a big factor. <laughs> is it the uh, the vibe of the city it's, of Boston? Yep, that's in another one. <laughs> It's the same as Philly, some about, huh? Some about their their vibe is just like I don't know, like word scum, <laughs> <laughs> and we're proud of it. You know what yeah, I mean? We're like, scum, it's like, and we don't care. We spit it. on each other, yeah. and we we'd like to start fights. We we have just giant. We 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 uh, uh, draft players based on how many punches do you think they can take, <laughs> not their skills. Some man anyway. a smart ass. You don't know any fucking Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, Habs won't won't do it. No, I was like, I'm I'm disappointed in them. Yeah, not because they're not going to make the playoffs, but because they're not going to get Connor Bedard. <laughs> oh yeah, Bedard. Yeah, like they're they're second last in yeah. their they conference. got a, they got a tank. They're second last in their conference, and they're still not going to get in the in, in this Connor Bedard sweepstakes because there are because Chicago is so bad, Arizona is so bad. It's just the fact that there's so many teams worse than them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so much worse. They could still get first pick. The chances are very slim, but they but could. But the chance yeah. is there. Yeah, it's there. Yeah, <laughs> it's much like me getting an Oscar. <laughs> Not impossible. <laughs> Not impossible. <laughs> Improbable. Yeah. Well, this podcast will age very poorly or uh, very good. Probably poorly. Because oh. yeah, it's um, not because you're not going to win an Oscar, but mm. because, you know, it's a comedy podcast. Yeah. It's probably going to age poorly in general. At, at the end of the day, we're here to tell jokes. <laughs> Have you been feeling that, listeners? Yeah. It's, we're here to tell jokes. Just a riotous. Hashtag entertainment. Hashtag comedy. <laughs> Um, Futurama. Pro- what's the problem with poplars? What is the problem with poplars? The trouble with tribbles. That's true. Mm-hmm. In case the Star Trek uh, basis wasn't clear enough, in case it went over your head, it is the fifteenth episode of season two, written by Patch- Patrick M. Varone, Patch Adams, and Darren Henry. D. Uh, Hen- I believe this is one of the first. Uh, uh, was it um, story by credits versus just written by? Mm. Hold on, I need to go back to my screen here. Um, yeah, so it's a story by Darren Henry and Patrick M. Verone. Teleplay by Patrick M. Verone. Mm. Which I don't think they do often with Futurama. Nice have, to give like, that credit. Usually just written by as a credit, yeah. Um, but there you go. Did I say who directed it? Nope. Directed by Greg Sove. And, no, Chris Sove and Greg Vanzo. Two directors. Two directors. I don't know why. Hmm. Futurama brought to you by Molten Boron. That's very funny. I 
Loved it. <laughs> what I, is it? Nobody does like <laughs> molten boron. <laughs> Can't remember exactly it's how it goes. So stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh okay. Right off the top, this is episode is good. It's a great episode. Oh, this is this is one of the best yeah. uh early episodes, I would say. I think this is the one that sets a template for uh how you make this this show enjoyable. Yes. I think that's a good uh assessment. Um because we have a pretty clear plot, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's just like we're hungry. Mm-hmm. We go to a planet to forage, we find the poplars. And it's tight. There's no B you, plot. Yeah, and then you go from there and it's great. Um the the reveal that these things are delicious and then they it becomes capitalized. Um and then Because uh, Futurama. Because Futurama. And then it turns out they're sentient or will become sentient. And that means, hey, maybe we shouldn't eat these. And then the reveal that it's baby Omicrons. Um, also a great excuse to bring back Omicron Percy I-8 characters. Lur, Ndinda, and the rest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then, yeah, the kind of conclusion of, you know, we need to trick them into eating uh, not Leela. Uh, Zap Brannigan's plan is so funny. I love that it was going to work. It was, until the hippie ruined it, yeah. as they often do. So that's another thing about the ending that I really enjoyed watching is how all of these things pay off one by one. Yep. Um, the I'm like, they're taking too long with the with, with the orangutan. It's like, <laughs> oh, right, the hippie's going to come in and ruin it because they set him up so hard earlier. Yep. And he pays off, and then he gets eaten. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really funny. This isn't happening, uh, which is horrifying. <laughs> yeah. I was to be eaten alive. I was actually like, well, them giving him that line. Oh, sure. Yeah. Was like, I was like, oh god. Again, <laughs> existential crisis. Yeah, he's alive until he wasn't. That's true. And then we all are. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, and I love the the fact that the hippie has something weird in him that causes Lur to get high. Mm-hmm. I think that's really funny. Yep. Um, the, I've. They can touch everything but themselves. Oh, wait, is one of the funniest things I've, I remember ever seeing when I first watched this episode. I thought it was so fucking Why? Funny. Why? Why is that funny? Well, I will also say it was at a time where I had never been high myself. Sure. So I thought high humor, in quotes, was always very funny. Um, of just like weird things to, to think about. Mostly inaccurate. Let's Usually, talk about the first time we got high. Okay. <laughs> Um, first time I got stoned was on 420 mm-hmm. in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, you remember the year? I do. Well, because I, I just graduated. Or was on the precipice of graduating. I don't know. It was 2010 when I graduated. 420. I don't know. I can't remember in the, <laughs> the oeuvre of university. You graduated two years before I did? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. And we stayed friends? <laughs> Well, I stayed in Lethbridge for a year. You did? Okay, that like, did it. Like that's, I didn't leave until 2011. Yeah, that's that's why that happened. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. I continued to go see the shows at L and stuff. during, And even when I moved to Calgary, I would drive back, because uh, my family's there too, mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. know, a lot of my friends were still, still doing shows, and so yeah. I would drive back to watch whatever weird shit right. people were doing. I did that for a year too. Yeah. I didn't stay in Lethbridge, but I did, I, I went back and saw some shows. Yeah. Because... 
Ryan Reese was in some shows. There you go. And other people were in some shows. And, and the rest. And the rest. Mostly Ryan, <laughs> but the rest. <laughs> uh, but yeah, 420, 2010, I was going to a party um, where I knew drugs would be plentiful. In the mix. Yeah. Yeah. And was not planning on getting stoned, but you it was in, the, in my mind as like, if I did, this would be the time. Mm-hmm. I happened to be driving towards the the house we were going to, and I saw our friends, um, uh, past and future guest Steve Allen, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know where the fuck he is, Terry. Uh, right, Terry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry, you mean past and future host Steve Allen? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, they were walking back to Steve's place, I guess, and and I like kind of like you know like said, hey, what's going on? And like, hey, we're gonna go smoke some weed and uh, and watch a comedy like a stand up comedy show. Do you want to come? I was like, all right, oh yeah, you do. So they had like a vaporizer, which like not you know these days people think of little handheld things, but this was literally like a like a big structure uh, that vaporized the weed. I don't know the science, but anyway, it's one of those things that you can like go to the moon with, yeah, like those fucking. <laughs> But yeah, and I, so I, I, I smoked, vaped, whatever you want to call it from that, and uh, we ate fudgios, we watched Aziz Ansari stand up. Nice. Um, and I remember having just a great time. Yeah. And then uh, went, we walked to the house, the said house we were going to, um, and I remember being still pretty high and encountering you. Me. the foosball machine. Me. Foosball table, yep. Oh, I know this story. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Because I'm in it now. Because <laughs> you're in it now. <laughs> Greg makes an appearance. Yeah. Um, because, I, yeah, I was still stoned, but like I I saw you playing someone, I can't remember who, at foosball, and you were just destroying them, no, <laughs> whoever it was. I I'm don't, pretty sure. I'm bad at foosball. Okay, well, maybe the weed then. I was probably getting destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah. All I know is that that game ended, and, and you looked up and saw me and said, Alan, you want to play? And I was like, "All right." So we played foosball, and I was—I'm already bad at foosball, uh-huh. but the weed made me even worse. Uh-huh. But it made me think it was very funny how bad I was. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember you with like kind of a straight face. You'd like we'd be playing, and you'd score, and you'd be like one nothing, and I'd be like laughing. I'd be like, "You're right, that's one nothing," and. Then, You'd score again right away. That's two now. And you kept reminding me how badly I was losing. And I thought it was the funniest thing. Like, I'm pretty sure I ended up being 10 nothing. Like, I'm pretty sure I got no no goals. And I just walked away. You're supposed to say that. <laughs> if there's no score. If there's no way to keep score. I think there was. <laughs> there's little tabs you could have pulled. But I didn't. I don't think so. I think you just, just I was knew. high, too. I know. That's why that it's was funny. the thing. That's why I'm, it's funny. Guys, <laughs> I just remembered this. I was stoned too. Yeah. That's why I was doing that. I know. Because it was a, it was a reflex. It, yeah. it was a reflex. I was this is what I would do. I would say it more to myself. Right. <laughs> I I still do that. Um yeah. And yeah. I don't remember much else about the night, uh, except for there was a fire. Uh people played songs on guitar. I don't remember if you did it. I didn't. I was going to say, because I don't think that was never really your vibe. You weren't the guy who did the like songs around the campfire, mm. I should say. You like to play songs at parties, but not around the I don't know. For some reason, that was like a rarity. Mm. 
was when Greg would play, and I would always want you to. I'd be like, <laughs> Greg's the good player. Let him do it. Uh, to person I will not name. I, <laughs> <laughs> On the off chance they're listening. <laughs> yeah. Um, that feel, narrows I, it down. The, I feel, yeah, I feel the like if, if people this who person's are listening, the... they might know exactly what I'm, t- I'm talking about them. <laughs> and they'll be like, hey, hey. I was trying. I thought we were friends. I thought we were buds. Uh, yeah, that's not really someone I'm friends with. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll tell you off, Mike. I think I know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was my first time getting high. Nice. And it was a good time. And yeah. That's why I tried to do it again. And then I had a really bad time the second oh, yeah. time. Oh, um, yeah. And then I just kind of didn't do it for probably, what, six years? When did it become legal? <laughs> Oh, that was the that was like the last time you did it. Like not a, not a hundred percent. Last time I like like because it was like f- like fully stoned from a bong and yeah. like shit like that. Yeah, there was the occasional time here and there, but for the most part, it would be like I'll have a couple puffs of a joint maybe, mm-hmm. but nothing like too extreme because it was too scary. Yeah, it is funny that that hippie was like an edible brownie. Yeah, to exactly this, to lure. Yeah, that is that is. I think very that's a very funny. funny way to do it. I won't say the first time that I got stoned. Okay. I I will say that that's how I saw Inception, though. Oh, nice. It was with a brownie. With a brownie? Yeah. 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 Um, it, was, it just completely ruined the experience. <laughs> now, I find... The movie's way too intense. Yeah. You know what movie would be great? that way hmm. is avatar the way of water Sure, yeah that'd be amazing specifically because it's so long yeah you can take it at the beginning it doesn't kick in until we're spending an hour at the beach yeah hanging out with the metkaina and the and Piacon, the 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 tulkun the, the tulkun the best tulkun the cool, the cool boy and it'll probably start fading as soon as the big old battle happens which is when you want it to start fading i i i think i told you i had an edible for the first time seeing Avatar the Way of Water. I think you did, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. great. Yeah, of course it was. Um, second time seeing Avatar 2, by, by the way, of still five stars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great. Can't wait for those Ash people. Um, oh, boy. Book three. <laughs> fire. Book three, fire. <laughs> Give it to me now. Um, yeah, I, I told you about the time. I find edibles and movie experiences are... Uh, well, nowadays, again, like with it regulated and stuff, it's 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 pretty it's fine, whatever. Like either it's it's great or it's just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but pre legalization, when it was like edibles were you know people made brownies and yep. cookies and stuff like that, I found it was so hit or miss. Where uh-huh. like either I'd have like a, such an enhanced experience or it'd be like a horrible experience. Yep. Like I've told you about the time I had a brownie and watched Return of the Jedi. I probably yeah. yeah, and I just got so sad about all the deaths that were happening. <laughs> it's just like that's so weird. I know it's like a sci-fi it's adventure, a kids movie. And yeah, and like, but like when the the fucking Gamorrean guard gets eaten by the Rancor, I was just like so so like <laughs> like sad, and I was just like that poor. He was just doing his job. Well, that's good. You're in touch with your emotions. Yeah, that's good. Like a lot of people, like myself, if they feel start feeling stuff like that, they would just get anxiety, feel anxious, sure, yeah. and not allow themselves to feel that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was anxious. <laughs> Don't get oh, me wrong. Yeah, okay. But, Never mind. But I, is, I, I was, I was more sad than anxious. But, I, but the anxiety was there too. Yeah. But uh, the other part I remember very specifically is when they're in the forest moon of Endor and they're driving on the speeder bike, and the one 
uh, Stormtrooper gets like shoved off uh-huh. and he hits the tree. Uh-huh. I remember watching that stoned and I was just like, <gasps> he died. He's probably <laughs> dead. He just oh, got no. shoved into a tree. He died. He's probably like mush inside that costume now. You know, like I just went down this rabbit hole yeah. of just like, like, oh, that would be a horrible way to die. Like, I was just I was so uh unable to deal with it anyway my rabbit hole is the um not so much like the hands being like they can touch everything but themselves is like how do these work Mm. it's like (laughs) what are the bones like what's the structure like what is the how does the sausage get made that sort of thing why can i why can i move every finger individually wait what what (laughs) at 8 p.m Ticket. I just got it a, a notification for for something. Oh. Hang on. Okay. Hello. Hi. We're fine. Okay. Everything's cool. Everything's cool. Great. It was a mistake. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um well yeah. Poplars. Poplars. So here's a question. Mm-hmm. Because this this episode touches on, like, vegetarianism. Very, very, very respectfully. I'd say so, for the <laughs> most part. Well, mm. seems more that they're very anti-vegetarian. Yeah. You're vegetarians. <laughs> Who cares what you think? Yeah. Now, I'm not here to make the argument that eating animals is wrong. I don't think anyone here is making that claim. I am. I am. <laughs> Shut up. 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 Um, he sucks so yeah, much. Uh, Free Waterfall Junior or whatever. Yeah. Um, I believe that that is also a running gag in the series. Is this family specifically like the waterfalls mm-hmm. uh, become killed off a lot throughout the series? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So that's fun. But yeah. Uh. I think I, I can't remember, but I had a brief stint in vegetarianism uh, in uh, when I lived in Lethbridge. Still, um, I believe I'm trying to remember when exactly it was. I think it was between high school and university, somewhere in that era, um, where uh, I started to feel like I was eating poorly, and so it was less of a moral thing. It was more of a I knew some friends who were vegetarian. And I was like, that seems like it might be a healthy option. Like a, a way to for me to eat healthy, like to kind of force me to eat healthy, is to lay off the the meat. Yeah. Um, the problem was I very quickly realized I didn't know how to make other foods, mm. <laughs> and I was still living with my parents, and they refused to make vegetarian options for me. So if they made like spaghetti and meatballs, it's like, well, you're just having spaghetti then, um, or like uh, pork chops and mashed potatoes. It's like I guess mashed potatoes is your dinner. You know, like there was this like very like they were not on board. My mom was better than my dad. My mom was like, oh, like she bought some like veggie burgers and stuff and would try to, but veggie burgers were ass. Back then? Back then, it, like, I, I applaud Honestly, anyone. mostly now too. Well, but at least the Beyond Meat, like that plant-based meat bullshit. Yeah. Uh, Taste-wise, I'm like, I could get on board with this. Like, you know, yeah. I, I'm not like, I'm not like excited about it, but I'm yeah. like, if if this was me back then, Versus the veggie burgers I had then, which were I I like made me gag sometimes. I'm sure, like, this is trash. Um, but I remember feeling like 
there was a couple moments, and I can't remember if this episode was one of them, or if I'm just like attributing it to this memory. But uh, I remember very specifically, there's a moment in uh, the film SWAT. Do you remember the film SWAT? I do, yeah. With Sam Jackson. So actually, that's a good way to remember it, because I think that movie came out in 2003. Okay. So I think it would have been around around that, because we watched it on DVD or whatever. But I was watching with my dad and uh, probably my siblings, and there's a part in that movie where uh, it's like one of the characters is a vegetarian or something, and the other characters make fun of him. And I remember I was trying to be a vegetarian at the time. And so watching that and hearing my dad laugh so hard, <laughs> I felt so shamed. And uh, uh, I think only maybe like a month later, I was like, I was at the Burger King drive through and I'm like, two, two Whoppers, please. <laughs> and I went home and like sadly ate them, yeah. like, you know, again in shame of just like, I guess I won't do this. So that was my experience with being a vegetarian for two months. There's pretty incredible stuff now. Yeah. Yeah, they've made some really great um, progress with uh, meat alternatives and whatnot. Um, And uh, yeah, for the most part, like I'm very pro at least cutting out meat um, and eating less of it. Yeah. Um, uh, Especially if there's good option uh, alternatives and whatnot. And yeah. Honestly, halloumi. Halloumi? Halloumi cheese. Like if you can get past the squeakiness, it's mm-hmm. the tastiest shit. It's so good. You can do burgers. You nice. can just do like literal cheese burger. Burger. Yeah. It is because you can like like you get a little brick of it. You cut it in in twain. Yeah. And then you serve it. You can put like breadcrumbs on it. You put mayo, uh, coated in mayo. You put some like uh, panko crumbs on it from the Italian bread section. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you uh, roast it in the in the oven. Uh, top of the oven, like 400 degrees for like 10 minutes, and you got yourself a crispy, cheesy burger. Sounds pretty good. You can dress up any way you like, and then you uh, you eat that shit bacon. right up. Put some bacon on it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that would taste Toss so some good. Toss some pulled pork on there. Toss yeah, some pulled pork yeah. on there. Oh, yeah. That yeah. sounds great. Great it, meat alternative. Yeah, really yeah. good. Um, <laughs> oh, like onions, mushrooms, yeah, yeah. you know. The uh, the bacon of the vegetable world is which one? Onions and mus- okay. mushrooms. So both of them are, are yeah. the bacon. Yeah. Well, you cook them in butter. Oh yeah. I mean, like, I I'm not crazy. Uh, no, no. I'm not gonna cut I, out <laughs> all. I would I would be vegan. That's insane. Um, I'm not an onion fan, so that's why. Oh, the mushroom part. I'm sorry. Yeah, hey, it's fine. Yeah. Um, you can use your air fryer to crisp up those onions. Bam. Yeah, that'd probably be better. But I don't want to. Sure. <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, You know, food. Right. <laughs> How addictive these things must be. Yeah. That's something I that, that was... I've always been interested in about this particular episode is yeah. what do they actually taste like? Yeah, that was always my thought too. And honestly, this is like, I think, a common thing. Uh, anytime uh, a food item in any kind of media is portrayed as like deliciously addictive, I'm always like, what? Like, wh- I, w- I want to know what it tastes like. Yeah. Um, even slurm. Even the slurm. What did you episode. imagine it tastes like? Because I imagine I have something in my mind. Um, with poplars. Yeah. Poplars, I imagine being like little, like shrimp 
lobster adjacent kind of kind of things. I'm a big lobster fan, so like that, I, I lean more towards like maybe the the shape of shrimp, but the taste of lobster is kind of what I always thought. Sure. Um, the thing is, like they're 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 designed to look like they're breaded. Yeah. Right. They look good. They do look good. Yeah. They look like but they're I deep fried like and breaded because, because they just become. It's not. They're not actually breaded, right? And so I'm always like, well, like, is their skin just like kind of bread, uh, bread, breaded um, texture when and they're they young? They don't do anything to them. No, they the them thing. straight. They're just from a hole. They got little dipping sauces if you want. But, yeah, from yeah. a hole in the ground, you dip them in honey mustard. Yeah, sounds great. It actually does. It sounds excellent. Uh, when you think about it, that's what we do with most foods. Eat them straight? Yeah, without... just grab them from the ground and dip them in honey mustard. <laughs> You're right. We've been doing it since time immemorial. <laughs> that was the first invention was honey mustard. Yeah. Because everything it, that you pulled out of the it, ground tastes like trash. Is it immemorial or immemorial? Uh, immemorial, I believe. That makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> immemorial would be... It's dead. Yeah. <laughs> like the Oscar. <laughs> yeah. See, both our brains are broken. <laughs> anyway, um, I yeah, I've always wanted to eat poplars. Yeah, I've always I was like uh, even when he became a little little guy who's like Mama, yeah, I'm like oh, I'll still eat them. I throw them in a deep fryer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, little one. This is a it's a classic sci-fi premise though too, where it's like this is an intelligent creature that will learn to speak there's like the the it has this the speech center of the brain mm-hmm. you know like it's it's why we feel like the humans are so villainous when they kill the tulkun right because they're like oh they have higher brain function they have philosophy mathematics yep. music uh language centers i mean the the episode makes the joke of it at the end right Where with it's the like, dolphin yeah it's like it's like past the dolphin it's like it's like everyone's horrified because like dolphins are intelligent creatures. Like not this one. It what is it? it blew all its money on money. scratchers. <laughs> and like oh, in that case, pass the bottle nose. Yeah. You know, um, you know, uh, funny satire. And well, I mean, the professor literally says, "Give me the speech center of the brain," because <laughs> he's a maniac who also has the my favorite joke in the episode. What's that? Well, there's only one way to determine if a creature is an intelligent life form dissect it <laughs> dissect its brain and it's like prep it he's like shearing a fucking straight razor oh boy that's pretty good yeah professor's good i like it uh, he's, professor doesn't miss no professor doesn't miss uh he also has like in the next episode, they'd like discover that he's got. Well, it's an anthology, so I don't know. Not canon. Nothing's canon, but like it makes sense that he has so many citations for public nudity. <laughs> That's right. You know, <laughs> that feels like it's probably canon. That feels right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't remember my favorite joke in this one. No, <laughs> it's not the hand thing. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot which one we were on. Yeah. <laughs> uh 
one one of my favorite ones is like is 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 Zap's plan. Zap's good too. That was the other thing I was gonna say. I like that this episode kind of feels like a let's bring back some of our greatest hit character side characters yep. um, with Zap and Lur, which is um, why it's such a great entry point episode. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, his whole um, thing with uh, uh, Lur where they're negotiating, right? And he's like. Uh, he's like, we we demand to uh, eat one human for every pop or every of our children that was eaten. He's like, he's like, that oh, seems reasonable. How many is that? And it's like four hundred twenty eight billion or something. And then I just love the moment where it's like, uh, Kiff is like, is like, there's a problem. There aren't that many humans. <laughs> he's like, I thought a curse. There aren't that many humans. <laughs> I love when characters whisper on these shows, and you can hear what they whisper. <laughs> I think it's really funny. Yeah, it's good. Um, a thought occurs, <laughs> and he's eating poplars right there. Oh yeah! Stop eating our children. He's like, I'll just put these down. <laughs> All right, they're away. <laughs> I want to get some poplars. Where do you think we could order? Some it's poplars? just popcorn chicken. I that's know. all. It's that's all it is. <laughs> or popcorn shrimp. Probably, yeah, it's popcorn probably. popcorn shrimp. What I imagined that it would taste like to me mm. is um, goldfish crackers. Oh. Well, I think those taste like trash. Well, so. that's the thing. I eat those <laughs> things by the barrel load. <laughs> like if I have goldfish Just crackers, the classic cheddar or cheese trio. Che- oh, cheese trio. I like the cheese trio. Me. Yeah, <laughs> Mister Fancy Man. Yeah, I like cheese trio. It's uh, it's good. I don't know what the cheeses are. <laughs> orange, white, and another uh-huh. white. <laughs> yeah. Or a darker orange. I actually I don't think it's really funny when a lot of places will have like, oh, the five cheese blank, and, yeah. and you and it's like, what are the five cheeses? It's like, well, it's uh, cheddar, it's cheddar, mozzarella, white cheddar, uh, white cheddar, <laughs> marble, Mar- yeah, marble, <laughs> which is two, and then it's like parmesan, pecorino, and something else that are all very like in the same family, and it's just like, all right, well, really, it's two cheeses then, <laughs> you fucking assholes. Gorgonzola. Gorgonzola. See, Gorgon- I love Gorgonzola. Well, why wouldn't you? It's cheese. Cheese it's is cheese, great. Though. A lot of people hate blue cheese. Really? Yeah. Well, they're wrong. I agree. I won't eat too much blue cheese for obvious reasons. Well, <laughs> things get a little blue. Um, <laughs> Down when below. You, when you eat too much blue cheese. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, well, there you go. That's the problem with poplars. Favorite tech? Um, no. No? No. No. Me neither. I mean, probably Was the, it really? I mean, poplars? Does that count? The alien I spaceships? I do like the Omicron spaceships. Yeah, they how, how consistent they are yeah. and how... Uh, like, they're, they're the evil spaceships from Futurama. You, you, you get like it. I like his ray gun. Uh, yeah. just, like, disintegrates yeah. people immediately. I, it It's always good for a joke. I like that. It's The like, waiter, right? It He's, comes with super salad. Uh, salad. Super. Ranch v- or Yeah, vinaigrette or ranch. Yeah. Vinaigrette. Raspberry or balsamic. <laughs> well, you're not going to get your salad now. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Good episode. I liked this one. It was good. And you know what else I liked? What? Anthology. I liked Anthology that of interest one. one. I liked it quite a bit. Uh, yeah, so this is the the Treehouse of Horror yeah. uh, kind of idea. First off, for Futurama. favorite tech, his little oh, pointer. It's, it's the Finglonger. It's the Finglonger. <laughs> Easy one. Yeah. 
That's actually like legitimately one of my favorite jokes from the original run um, when I was younger. You know, like I just saw it like two thousand, so I was like fifteen. I thought the thing longer was such a fucking funny, like just like recurring joke, like because mm-hmm. it just it comes up at the beginning and it's like. It's like look at my newest invention, the thing longer, and it's, and it turns on the machine, and it's like it's like wow, he's like pretty long, eh? <laughs> pretty long, yeah. But what did you just turn on? And then that oh, gets into the actual episode. my what if machine. It's not then, long though. It's not very long though. <laughs> and then the fact that they bring it back home at the end, where it's like, so that's what it would be like if I invented the thing longer. A man can dream though. <laughs> A man can dream. Looking at his short finger. I think that's so funny. It's so absurd and silly. It's the best joke of the episode. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they do this uh, uh, once more, I think. I can't remember if they do it again in the in any of the reboots, but they do it once more in the original run. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this one basically has three premises. Number one is, what if Bender was really tall? Well, they do that whole bait and switch where it's like, what if I was human? Which is no. funny because that's in part two. They do uh, really? end up doing what is if it? Bender was human. Yeah. I would. I was thinking like, I was like, I was like, oh, I wish they did an episode. I, I wish they did that. Yeah. But then as soon as it started, I was like, Bender would never think that. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. In fact, I think, I, I can't remember 100%, but I think in the second anthology, it's Fry who comes up with the... The what if, right? Sure. He's like, what if Bender was human? Like, yeah. it'd be he'd be my friend or whatever. Yeah. Um, I can't remember though. It might be Bender. So but. I think the uh, what if Bender was five hundred feet tall is uh, pretty uh, pretty much the weakest one until uh, Zoidberg gets involved. <laughs> until it becomes a kaiju movie. Yeah. And then I realized what it was. Yeah. All four, like the the directors and writers and animators, clearly were just like. We should have the robot and the monster fight. Speaking of, who wrote and yeah, directed this episode? Uh, so yeah, and it's the 16th episode of season two. Um, it was directed by Chris Loudon and Rich Moore. And then there's, uh, of course, three different writers for each segment. Um, Terror at 500 Feet, it's called. Uh, that's mm. the other thing is that we don't get the um, the title cards for these like you do in Treehouse. Mm-hmm. But they do have their own little titles. Um as they should. Yeah, Terror at 500 Feet uh, is Eric Rogers. Dial L for Leela is Ken Keeler. And The Unfreeze of a Lifetime, David X. Cohen. Original air date, May 21st, 2000. David X. Cohen wrote this one? The 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 uh, the last segment. Right with on. Stephen Hawking, etc. Right on. And those Which are... Makes sense because it's a big nerdy one. Yeah, those are the actual people? Yep. Yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, actual Al Gore, actual... Gary Gygax, actual Nichelle Nichols, and, wouldn't you believe it, actual Stephen Hawking, even though it's just a robot voice. They got him in to record all of his lines. I don't know. I'm just not impressed. (laughs) With Stephen Hawking? (laughs) With Hawking, with Nichols, with Gygax and Gore. Um, Because when the... That was the one that I was just like kind of like in and out on. Okay. I do like the fact that it's this weird amalgamation of people. It honestly felt too much like the Mensa episode yeah, of The got, Simpsons. It's got that vibe. I mean, the Hawking factor alone yeah. gives it that vibe, which is a similar thing. In that episode, they got Hawking yeah. in to do the recordings. Yeah. Um, it felt too much like that, and that's might that might just be then like uh, uh like it just 
residual ick because sure. I really don't like that episode. Yeah, it's a bad episode. I think this works except better for, for me. one moment. Oh, CDOS, CDOS, run, sure. run, DOS, run. Um, this one works better for me than that episode for a multitude of reasons, really. But I mean, it's just a segment for one thing as well, so it's do- doesn't overstate its welcome. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but also, uh, I think Stephen Hawking is really funny. <laughs> I don't know how intentional it is, um, but just the way the robot voice says some things just is like just always tickles me. Um, well, he was notoriously funny. He was—that's the thing. Yeah, he was—he was a funny guy. Um, but like, just even even like, I call it a hawking hole. It's like, hey, I call it a hawking chamber. Like I'm just trying to put his name on so many things, <laughs> and then was the one I think the one because of the inflection that's really funny is uh it's like yeah Fry's like I saw it first and he's like who's the medical journal going to believe <laughs> like the way it, uh, does the up inflection on believe I think it's really funny yeah um but yeah uh, I think a waste of Gary Gygax for yep. one thing um very t- like kind of uninspired jokes mm-hmm. about D and D. I do like that they all agree to just play D&D in the void. Yeah, that's fun. Um, I'm a 10th level vice president. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. That's fine. That's not a real class, Al, no, but whatever. Yeah, you can't do that, yeah. but whatever. You what your, would that be? A reskin a of, yeah. yeah. I don't I, know, some kind of diplomat. Maybe, uh, yeah, probably like a a noble warlock. Yeah. I think that's yeah. I think that's generally speaking what a vice president is. Yeah, is a noble warlock. Um, because you have to have a patron. Yeah, it's the president. Um, honestly, my biggest problem with uh, this segment was it called again? The unfreeze of a lifetime. Uh, is that I I just don't like that. I think it's actually an interesting premise. It's a great premise. And I think they just because they're like, oh well, then like the the why of fry bullshit like uh, space time continuum and. We need to get other characters in there. And I'm just like, no. It'd be way more interesting if we saw like what Fry did after that day yeah. in his real life. Um like it and there could be some good comedy of just like yeah, he just had a like a shitty day. <laughs> he went home and like went to bed and then and it's just like this and then it can cut back to him watching it and be like, huh. That doesn't seem very good. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure glad I got frozen. You know, I don't know. There's there's some stuff they could have done that and I, I think that because that's the other thing with the um, the cryonic woman or whatever that I said is not a very good episode. Like, that's another one that like really goes back to Fry's past. Um, because it's like his ex girlfriend or whatever uh, okay. who also gets frozen, and they they like well, to they good. like to go in that well a lot. And I think it only works with Seymour. Yeah, really. Yeah, not even when they go like back in time. Well, that's not that's not Fry's. That's that's, that's like. In the later episodes. Yeah, it's in the later episodes. I don't know. I guess, again, I'm mostly thinking of this episode or this segment and the Cryonic Woman segment. Because um, I guess there is also Luck of the Fryrish, which is a great episode. Um, what's about his brother. Yeah. Um, again, I guess, like, I guess that's I not about Fry. It's about the absence of Fry. Yeah, I think that's what I don't... I don't like, like, what if Fry didn't get frozen? Like, uh, the way they play with it is usually yeah. not interesting, yeah. I guess. If that makes sense. Um, no, definitely, and that's a shame because it's very fertile ground. Yeah, or at least you'd think. Maybe yeah. that's the problem. Maybe. I don't know. 
Anyway, I think the second segment's pretty good. What's it called? Uh, the dial L for Leela. I love it. Yeah. I think it's excellent. It's like, <laughs> what if just, I was a little was more, impulsive? more impulsive? She becomes But a not too much. <laughs> just a little bit. I got these new boots. But then I, I like it starts that way as like a, a you know, a little kind of joke about yeah. like, oh, she just got new boots. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's silly. But then I love that it devolves into, no, if she got too impulsive. She'd kill everyone yeah. because everyone's insufferable. Yeah. And she hates them all. <laughs> it's really funny. Except for Fry. Except for Fry. She wants to bang. Yeah, she would just bang him and yeah. then... And then kill him, maybe. I don't think so. Well, do weird things to him. Yeah. <laughs> but he weird? really likes it. <laughs> I think he likes it. Well, he, hey, it can be weird and he can like it. Yeah, That's true. Okay. Yeah. He's into it. Yeah. He's super into it. Good for him. <laughs> I really like it. Yeah. Um, I love the whole <laughs> professor like, I need someone to inherit my money and take care of my man-eating anteaters. <laughs> man-eating anteaters. Yeah. That's so That's stupid. so silly. <laughs> You've killed me. <laughs> I just love the whole, uh, oh, yes, the day I die, you'll be incredibly wealthy. And he's just standing over the pit. Yeah. yeah. Um, You've killed me. What have I done? I just told you. You've killed me. I think that, uh, like, when I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, well, that's a very Shakespearean thing mm-hmm. to say. You've killed me? Yeah. That's literally the line that's, that yeah. Polonius says. I, or, yeah, I am slain. I am slain. Yeah. <laughs> that is very, yeah. Um, Shakespeare loved to... <laughs> say what was happening? <laughs> Have the characters announce how they were feeling. <laughs> that makes me feel angry. <laughs> Um, but he would take, you know, a fucking soliloquy to say it. Yeah. Because nobody had shit to do back then. (laughs) It was either stand for four hours in the blazing hot sun watching actors tread the boards or go back to your horrible life. (laughs) Um, how many people do you think died in the first productions of Hamlet just by (laughs) watching the thing? Probably too many. Yeah. Do you um, think they took breaks uh, for each of the acts? I bet they did. I think they did. Yeah. I think so. So that means a four-hour play. Yeah, there's nothing else to do. Is probably five hours. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and pe- they were happy to do it. Yes, of course. You know, You'd like, be happy to do yeah. it. <laughs> right now? No. No. You have shit to do. Yeah. Trim it down. Trim it down. Hamlet can be 80 minutes. Yeah. I've done it. <laughs> Hell, it could be 10. <laughs> Skip to the end. Yeah, just <laughs> just have a narrator. Dad's dead. I'm going to yeah. uh, kill everybody. That's a, uh, yeah, voiceover narration. Hamlet was this prince of Denmark. His oh, father man. Was slain. I watched... A really weird movie last night. Oh, uh, it was called The Tailor of Panama. Have you ever seen that? I have not. No, it's a Bruce Brosnan, right? Sure is. Yeah, yeah. and Jeffrey Rush as the titular Tailor of Panama, uh. and it's a spy movie. Okay, and it's uh, based on a John le Carre novel, of course. So it's like labyrinthine, uh-huh. very hard to parse, and I love it. I was gonna say, and you probably. <laughs> <laughs> Just enjoyed the hell out of I it. I really enjoyed the yeah. hell out of it this time around. I'd only seen it once when I was a very young boy. Mm. Uh, 
on DVD. When you didn't John Le Carre about anything. At all. And what I noticed this time around was one of the most confounding things. After this, we should actually, I should show it to you. Okay. Because it is absolutely nuts. The... They they start the movie, Pierce Brosnan's an MI6 agent, yep. and he gets banished to uh, Panama okay. for something that happened in the previous action. Uh, and on the plane, like someone next to him is like, oh, look, the Panama Canal, isn't it incredible? And then, I shit you not, it cuts to helicopter shots of the Panama Canal mm-hmm. uh, and title cards in the lower third of, not narration... But like small, tiny written font title cards telling you what the Panama Canal is, <laughs> what? why it's important, and who's interested internationally <laughs> in the Panama Canal. What the hell? It's crazy. Why? And they never do that any other time? Never. <laughs> never again. That's so strange. Yeah. Who directed this? This uh... John Borman. Uh, oh, the, Bor- the Borman. <laughs> yeah. Director of such hit films as Deliverance and uh-huh. Excalibur. Yeah, yeah, Excalibur rules. I mean, I have to agree with you there. <laughs> it's uh, when I was a I've well, not seen Deliverance. So. When I was a kid, I didn't like Excalibur very much because it followed the legend very, very closely, um, and trapped Merlin in a rock. <laughs> yeah, and Merlin was my favorite character. And so you're like, like, no, no. Merlin. I liked the I liked the television movie version more. Sure. With Sam Neill. Ah, uh, yes. He doesn't get Merlin. trapped in a rock. In that, that one. That show's called Merlin. Yes. Yeah. And Not it is I guess that's a mini series. It was it's broadcast in two two parts. It was, yeah. Remember when that was a thing? I do. Will that ever happen again? Probably not. I mean we kinda get it with yeah. T- TV in general is kind yeah. of that now. It's yeah. just like mini series that that are eight episodes instead of two. Yeah. I mean, Merlin was just a long movie. That's all it is. That's true. But it's a clear delineation. It was, yeah, it was de- defined as a miniseries. Yeah. Because, yeah. Anyway. Um, Instagram at Bad Neighbors Pod. You can email us at thehammockdistrict on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. And you can subscribe to our Patreon, Boathouse Studios, uh, to hear us talk about Mission Impossible, another franchise we're on board with. Yes. That rules. And as always... With, With my, my last breath, breath, I curse Zoidberg, who was really good in both of he these was episodes, great. and he got. Eaten. <laughs>